fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Welcome to Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, Gear-Based Technologies. Uh, this is the show we take pop culture technology, explain it, make it in real life with this incredible group, uh, this team of experts that I have here. Uh, right now, of course, I'm the analytical mastermind. I almost always forget that. I almost forget that. I'm the analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn, and of course, from next to me, the physics phenom, certified genius, Dr. Michael Denon. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, today. great to be here. And next to you, of course, once we have the ideas, we've got to make the thing. We've got the enigmatic engineer, the man of a thousand calculations, Ben Seepser. Ben, thanks for being on the show today. Happy to be here, Dan. So this is an interesting episode. We're going to get into a lot of crazy stuff. But let's start it off. Let's, let's start off a little light, of course. Not, nothing contentious, nothing crazy. I think we're all going to have the same opinion on this. Um, we're talking about the multiverse theory, and we're going to use a template of recent movie, Into the Spider-Verse. Great movie. Um, what you guys, did you guys see, I hope you guys saw it. I did, show. yes. Okay. Loved What'd it. you think? Let's go, Ben, let's go. Loved now. it. One of my, one of my favorite Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. Why in God's name did you like it so much? <laughs> I just, it was fun. Like, I'm a huge fan of the alternate spider people, or mm -hmm. spider creatures in this case. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like, you know, Peter, Peter Parker is a great character, mm -hmm. but we've seen a lot of him. Mm -hmm. uh, I really liked seeing Spider-Gwen, and I liked seeing... Uh, the new Japanese spider robot thing mm -hmm. that we saw. Um, I just thought it was a lot of fun, and I thought the art style was really, really cool. I will say, uh, you know, at this point, we are going to talk about the movie a little bit, so if there's any spoilers, I apologize, but we can't do what we're about to do without talking about the movie a little bit, so I'm just going to put that out there. Dan, what would you think? Oh, I loved the movie. I was pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. um, I knew nothing about it going in. Mm -hmm. I knew nothing about the alternate Spider-Mans. I knew... Literally Spider nothing, Man. or Spider-Men, or... I like Spider-Mans. Yeah, <laughs> Spider-People, yeah, Spider-Objects, yeah, Spider-Things. We live in a very politically um, correct world. It's not the Spider-Mans. Spider-Beings. Right. Spider-Beings. Spider-Beings, but um, no, it was just visually, the plot, the the and as a physicist, I love the multiverse, so right. That's I had fine. to go there. Uh, I completely disagree with all of you. I thought it was arguably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, and I am not kidding. Uh, I not had surprised. A, a torturous. I was at a small reprieve from the the torture when I fell asleep twice during the movie, and that was the only time where I liked it. Uh, I really did not like this movie at all, um, and I thought they did an okay job of of doing the multiverse thing. It was fine, but yeah. Ancient Aliens. You guys talk about yes. the multiverse. We do at so various times. How is that? How does that kind of work into here? Well, I, I think. One of the things you have to understand when talking about the multiverse from a physics point of view, there's at least three ways in which, in modern understanding of physics, we could have a multiverse that are slightly different. Mm -hmm. um, and they all could be used here. Um, I have my favorite. We can get to that later. Your, your first basic one is literally parallel universes out of the quantum foam. Mm -hmm. So we have an, a view of space and time that it's fluctuating, you get bubbles of different universes. Ours happens to be one bubble that grew, that was the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. But there can be multiple universes that grew of different bubbles. The exciting thing is each bubble could have slightly different physics in it, or maybe the same physics. So that's nice. Okay. Multiverse one. Multiverse two um, is the many worlds theory of quantum mechanics. Every time the wave function collapses, it doesn't actually collapse, you get all possible outcomes. That's kind of an infinite verse one. Like mm -hmm. every possibility is happening out there all the time in parallel. Another one. 
The other one is just the idea of having multiple dimensions. That's a little trickier. We, we're pretty sure the universe is not three-dimensional plus time. It's probably 12 or 15 or a large number of dimensions. Right now, we think those other dimensions are all shrunk really tiny, not doing much. But those could be other dimensions. When you say really universe. tiny, what do you mean really tiny? Literally really, really, really tiny, curled up on themselves. So think of space. You can move forward, backwards, up, down, left, right, and you can actually move. Imagine a garden hose, right? You can move along the garden hose, but if you try to move around it, that's a smaller dimension. It's I shorter. See. Okay. Okay. Right, so right. it's okay. curled up on itself. Okay. Those are your three basic physics multiverses. Okay. So we can just throw those out there, start from there, explore them as you want. There's lots of other ways you can go with multiverses, though. Well, you know, I, I may have, I don't know if you guys caught this. I did not like Into the Spider-Verse, but we're going to use it as a template. Really? Yeah, I, I'm I don't surprised know. I don't know if that was clear. I don't know how that, <laughs> I couldn't tell. Okay, okay, we'll go with that. I do, so I want to offer an alternate, if I may. You may. I love the movie, Fr the TV show Fringe. I thought they did a great job with multiverse. Um, and, and specifically, what I loved about that is there was another world that almost was just out of phase with ours how does that fit into kind of what you're talking about which one is that well that that would most likely be that could be a quantum idea that works really well because when you're talking about just out of phase you know as you think about the basic idea behind quantum mechanics were described by a wave function it tells the probability of the outcomes of any measurement when you measure something you either get a or b but in the theory of the many worlds, both happen, you just experience one and you're going down that path. Mm -hmm. So the nearby options are gonna be very close to ours. The phase will be similar, and right? So that's probably where you'd go if you were going with that kind of idea. And, and, and so just to be clear, so did you mention, did you talk about the quantum idea where right. essentially, if I'm, if I'm correct, if, if you flip a coin, every possible probabil probability that could come out creates its own dimension. Exactly. So it's like the ultimate choose your own adventure. Exactly. Novel. Okay. Yeah. Um, they talk about black holes. I feel like they kind of threw that in there in this movie, like they kind of threw together everything again, focus group movie. Uh, ben, is there, any, yeah. is there any idea of how you could get from one to the other or them collapsing into each other like in this. Yeah, so that, that's the challenge of the multiverses is how, even if they do exist, how you get between them. Mm -hmm. And the answer is almost certainly going to be a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Like it always is in these discussions. I like the idea that uh, Kingpin's machine, which we see, looks, it looks like a, I think they actually call it a particle accelerator. It's some kind of collider. I think yeah. Yeah. Call it, yeah. And when you look at it, it kind of reminds me of like the Large Hadron Collider. Like when you look at some of like the, uh, the room the Atlas yeah. sensors in, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Big cylindrical open space. Now the one in the movie is way bigger than I think than even well. So Wilson Fisk is way bigger than a human being. Too. Yeah, wow. So, again, terrible right. drawing. He's so, and, unbelievable. And the hobgoblin's okay. like a real goblin thing. He's like uh, a he's like the Hulk. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, I was I don't know about that hobgoblin. Oh wow, I'm starting to poke holes in how great this movie was. Uh, <laughs> everything else is great. <laughs> yeah, everything is great. Uh, so uh, it's like a collider. Right. So is there any, uh, so what's interesting. One thing that was interesting is when they first were switching on the LHC, there were some people freaking out about yes. how it was going to make like mini black holes. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of true, but in reality, if you do that, it just kind of evaporates and nothing yeah, the, happens. The, the reality is microscopic black holes don't do what people think, so they're okay, they're safe. What do they do? Nothing. <laughs> okay. They, yeah, they don't have enough gravity to overcome. They, they evaporate. Yeah. yeah. But, but oh, what I liked yeah. about that is the idea that 
maybe you could make some non-microscopic black holes with enough energy and enough power. And that kind of power and energy could maybe suck the dimensions together, create that bridge that you need. And kind of what Denon was talking about a little bit with the, the different physics, one thing I did like about that, that the spider, or well, I liked a lot about the spider, but one thing I liked about the physics of it was that the spider, the spider beings that had been brought into the dimension were constantly like freaking out a little bit. Because mm -hmm. I was thinking that the, 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 the worlds it could bridge were the ones where the physics is really close, but not quite um, the same. Right. So their, their, their atoms are freaking out a little bit because you know, some of the gravitational constants or something have, hmm. have shifted a little bit, but they're close enough mm -hmm. that they were actually able to make that bridge. Okay. Whereas there'd be, because if there's infinite universes, there'd be infinite spider beings why didn't they all get sucked in? I think right. these were just the ones where the physics was close enough. Yeah, right. Or the ones that were most popular that the Marvel Universe saw through a focus group thought that these are the ones that the audience would like <laughs> the most. Or maybe it's just the ones in. that actually exist because there's right. only like six universes in the Marvel. Right, right. No, that's true. But the thing that I, that I kind of, that, that I thought was interesting as a concept but I didn't like the execution is kind of what you're saying, is they have these five different dimensions yeah. and only the spider people come over, right? Well, like the New York's kind of different. But but the worlds don't collapse. Just the people. Well, parts come of into it, it did. Like the like the stop like the stoplights were turning into crazy weird. Like all those like shapes and things were appearing on certain parts of the cityscape. That was probably the part you were asleep for, Dan. I do. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, so like, but, matter but, was being pulled in. Too. Well, okay, so they were kind of overlapping. Either. Yeah, because I was thinking about like, almost like trace paper, where you're putting one over the other, over the other. Yeah. Which is that's what I thought the concept of the movie was, which is obviously very difficult because then matters like pushing out other matter, right? Well, out of phase or whatever. Yeah. This is where, if you go to the different ones I mentioned at the beginning, the multiple space times as little bubbles mm -hmm. is probably for me the best starting point for this movie. Okay. Right, because. The image I like to always give is literally, I know it's a little silly, kids in a field blowing up balloons. Right, okay. Right, and each balloon is a separate universe. Yeah. Okay, well the balloons that are near each other, you can imagine, and this is where a black hole is not a crazy idea, black hole is basically warping space and time. Mm -hmm. So imagine warping the space-time structure of our universe, so it starts pinching out, gets near the other universe, mm -hmm. touches it mm -hmm. in the exact right point. It's only gonna suck stuff from that actual little place so you but you, not not localized to a one being if you look no, to but a to city a gen, or well, a, but, a, a right. galaxy more than likely yeah well it depends how precise you are <laughs> right now right the more the oh. bigger area you want to pinpoint the yeah. more energy you're going to take so you actually will be pinpointing a fairly narrow spot okay um now so this is where you mix the physics okay um if i think of my quantum many worlds, mm -hmm. right? Then I'm more likely targeting actual particles. That is where okay. if I want to actually bring a person into phase with our universe, that's the physics I'm going to be talking about. Okay. Right? Because the wave function is kind of a single thing now. We're not, you're talking multiverses, but in a very different way. You're talking sort of multiple parts of the wave function going out there. So it's much more like thinking of creating an interference pattern between two sound waves. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. And you're, and you're, so you're much more localized and you're going to look for a particular signature, particular vibration, particular mode of the wave function. So there it makes more sense to pull people in. Got it. I, what I love uh, while researching this was when we, they talked about string theory. Yes. Right? Like string theory yeah. is a really cool idea. Essentially, 
Um, I'm no certified genius, but I want to see if I get this correct. Everything, when you go down to subatomic particles, even further down into the infinitesimally small, yep. you essentially end up with energy vibrating. Yep. Is that correct? Very and good, Dan. That, yes. that vibration determines what the thing is. Exactly. I like this a lot because there are lots of themes in all these things. Uh, you know, when you start looking at, from a theoretical standpoint, you start looking at all kinds of different topics. Vibration is key to everything. Yeah. And I can understand that our world may vibrate at a certain frequency and then just above it's another one. Yeah. I can get behind that. How does that kind of interconnect with, and maybe this is more Ben question, how could yeah. you use that theory to kind of connect the world and get from one place to the other? Yeah, so the, I think actually the string theory version is, is more difficult in that sense. Really? Because the, 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 the different parallel universes in the string theory are accessed by like jumping dimensions versus the, the multiple space bubble version right. where you can imagine if we could see the other bubble, we could maybe figure out a way to bridge to it. Right. With, with, we don't really have an, a concept of how to access these higher dimensions. Yeah, so... The and go yeah, ahead, so other than, I don't know, a lot of energy, <laughs> I don't really have a good answer. Well, the trick with dimensions, I mean, you know, is the following. It's like... You, there's a famous book, Flatland. It's like you're a square trapped in the surface of the top of a table. Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out how to literally rotate out of the table to experience, say, a plane perpendicular to it. Okay. Right. That, that's the challenge, right? It's, it's right. a radically okay. different thing. But to your point, Dan, I think the idea that you have these various vibrations and it's vibrations you're trying to access is, is kind of intriguing. And that's why I think all three of these, right, the string theory version of multiple dimensions, the, the bubbles and the quantum, the movie kind of brings pieces of each of those together. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that is what ultimately you do. Maybe all, because these are not mutually exclusive views of reality. The mm -hmm. wave function collapse, string theory, um, and the multi, they could all exist. It's not like they're competing theories in physics. Right, right, right. So that since they sense. could all exist, you might aspect, you know, access different aspects of them mm -hmm. to achieve this goal of getting the different spider things here. Well, and I think that's kind of what happens in physics, is we right. see little bits and pieces. I think it's also true in religion a lot of ways. I think there's a lot of universal truths, and each person sees it in a very specific way. Yep. I think science is the same way. I think you're, everyone, the phenomenons, ex they, they exist, right? right. And we're just yeah. explaining them in different ways. It's that whole yeah. blind people touching an elephant thing, yep. right? And I think you're right. I think once we combine them all, the theory of everything, which has always been an elusive thing in physics, yep. then once we have that we'll be able to connect everything. You yeah. guys could agree on that. Yes, right? yeah. definitely. At some point, you just have to, it's hard, we have to get further up, basically, yeah. to see what's really going on. And it's kind of like with, you know, Newtonian mechanics versus quantum mechanics. Like, things work in Newtonian mechanics, but if you, once you start going really fast, it stops right. working. Right. Yeah. You <laughs> have to start using relativity and quantum to, yeah. to make sense of everything. Uh, it is funny when you think about it. I mean, like, it just yeah, stops right. working. You know? Yeah, and so huh. it's a similar thing with string theory and all these other theories we have for how to unify physics is you have to, we have to be able to see further out than what we, what we can easily see right now. The, that's mm -hmm. what, like, these Large Hadron Colliders and what these are for. They, right. they boost up the energy levels to the point where we can maybe get a glimpse of what, what's really going on. Hmm. 
And it's, it's a very interesting you know, way to think about it is just how do you, you know, we don't know how to access the strings. You know, what, what does it take to see those vibrations so that we can hmm. maybe change the, change the frequency a little bit so it comes right. into our world or... Well, you know, it's because it, there's a couple of what, what kind of blew me away about thinking about this stuff and reading about it were, were just the thought experiments that go in that. So everyone's heard right. of Schrodinger's yeah. cat, right? And that's kind of the idea, you know, that dead or alive, different realities for each. Right. There, were, there was this whole thing I was reading about how what if you put someone in the box and like there's like Schrodinger's cat in the box and all these different perspectives on how it would change the outcome because essentially what it's saying is that something observed changes the outcome right. and that affects right. everything else it just it's very weird stuff getting a handle on it i feel like no it's very, very hard difficult. and a lot of it is because we don't we don't experience quantum mechanics in our everyday reality so we have no intuition for it right Right. Well, that we're aware of, because I think it's, you know, well, it's our a, cell phones are... Yeah, but we use technology yeah. that uses it, but we right. don't experience it directly. Correct. Yeah, right? This, this idea of, you know, we know particles, when you send them at two slits, they kind of go through both, and you don't know which, and yeah. so they interfere and come out the other side. Unless you close one of the slits, then you know which it goes through, or if you look at it, yeah. we, we, we know which door we walk through. Right, right. Like it's, there, there's not really, well, for some of us, there's a question, but for sure. most of us. Right, 85%. So it's, yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to throw another little curveball at you. Okay. okay. I'm going to go back, shameless plug, fascinating now. There should be a little thing that pops up right here if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> I did an interview with a guy named Tom Campbell who had this idea of that we live in a virtual reality world. Okay. Uh, now, yeah. now, it's interesting. That that's what the interview is about. But what I like about him is he's a trained physicist who also was really into metaphysical things. Right. So he was essentially, Robert Monroe started this whole astral projection lab. Um, he was Robert Monroe's like right-hand guy. And basically creating out-of-body experiences, astral travel as they call it, uh, leaving your body, which essentially requires you're vibrating a certain part of your body and then you leave and then you can experience the real world from, from a vibrational state. I found this stuff absolutely fascinating. I yeah. think that's the key to all this because the vibration, if, you're, if you can take your body or your consciousness and vibrate it at a different level and leave this physical world and enter into another world, uh, and this has been proven um, you know, quantitatively, uh, that's really interesting stuff. And I think that may be more, more the metaphysical way, maybe the way to crack this nut than the hard science, is, in my opinion. Well, you're, you're kind of talking to both at the same time, though, right? Well, they because, both have to exist. I mean, you have well, to be able to explain it scientifically. But. Right. So, so it's, a, it's another type of vibration, and it's an interesting question. Um, you're getting very deep on us, Dan, here, where as you I'm which is to. good, yeah. which is you move into what your consciousness is. Yeah. Right now, in, in the movie, if we go back to that briefly, obviously their physical bodies came through. Uh-huh. Right. Correct. So it would be a different type of experience of a multi-universe. Right. But there is certainly a, a very real question, uh, I think, that's n- going to be answered perhaps in our lifetime of where our consciousness sits. And I like the virtual reality analogy. Mm-hmm. I like to say, I think, therefore, something is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the famous quote, I think, therefore, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's I'm Hamlet, not. Hamlet, by the way. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'm not a computer simulation. You right. Don't, the, no, I don't know that the, I'm not. I don't know that you are not. In the my, the only, my only real proof that I'm not a computer simulation is that would be the most boring computer game to play ever is my life. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty sure I'm not because right. who would want to play it? But 
Can I tell you a story on that? Sure. Really quickly, uh, when I was in college, there was a game called The Sims that came out. Oh, right? so oh yes. That, that tell you, I, I don't know if I no, told you a story, tell but I'm going to tell everyone else. I made, I made myself, made a couple of my friends. If you're not on, this was like kind of before everything was online, right? right. So if you're yeah. not online, you're only interacting with the people you've created. Yeah. So essentially, long story short, I ended up being home from college, made my apartment that looked exactly like my apartment. And in order to have all these little gauges, you have to like eat, you have to sleep, you have to like entertain yourself, right. blah, blah, blah. So I was playing, I bought a computer and I was playing a computer in Sims. And I had this moment where I realized I was a real human being playing on a computer, playing a guy named Dan in a simulation, playing a computer. And I can only imagine it went one step further as he was in fact playing <laughs> a version of himself uh, that I, I just, I, yeah. I stopped Yeah, and then playing. you had to stop it and your mind yeah. blew up. Yeah. Curls all the way down. So if you take, so all I'm saying is if you take, you go one step further back, maybe someone is playing me. Yeah, exactly. You would never know. You would never know. I wouldn't and know. that would be the easiest way to get the multiverse because once we're computer simulations, hmm. then it's trivial to make holes between the universes <laughs> and the right. different computer simulations talk to each other. Right. So there actually is an easy out here. Right. Yeah. That is. I didn't want to bring that up, but That's you went to the computer simulation <laughs> space. So. so the reset button is the easy out of this. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if we've cracked it, but I think we've gotten a lot closer. Would you guys agree? Oh, I would agree. Okay. Yeah, yeah no. We're as close as those vibrating strings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I do want to mention one other thing. Rick and Morty, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Rick and yes. Morty. Exactly. They travel between every possibility that's ever existed. They do it ad nauseum. Uh, I think I, I think Fringe is the perfect example. I really like the way they do it. It's one or, one world. I really like uh, the interaction there. That's my choice. Okay. So be it. I think we know where you guys stand. Yeah. Um, but this isn't the end of the conversation. If you want to send me hate mail on my personal views on Into the Spider-Verse, you can. Um, I am at on Twitter at, at Daniel J. Glenn, Instagram, the Daniel J. Glenn, Facebook, Analytical Mastermind. Uh, ben, where can we find you? I am at B. Seepser on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. How do you spell that? That's uh, B-S-I-E-P-S-E-R. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Uh, Dennis, where can we find you? Um, Twitter and Instagram at Den and Michael, and then on Facebook at Prof Den and Michael. Right, add the, the prof. prof. You gotta add the prof. Are yeah. you gonna change one that says VP or anything on there? Or no, prof? no, we're just you're gonna add a V on the end. I'm prof. just saying Den and Michael. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm so famous. I gotta keep the name. That's true. I wouldn't want to disturb that at all. Uh, anyway, I want to thank you guys, and I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a good night. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glencoe production and is hosted and produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. Go to ftriplegbt.com. That's ftriplegbt.com. One more time, ftriplegbt.com to learn more about our shows, our experts, and to subscribe to the show. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Play and tune in. You can also check out new articles, new advancements in technology that will support what we talked about because this stuff's always going on. These developments are always happening and sooner or later you may even find us behind one of these inventions. Who knows? Check it out ftriplegbt.com and if you like this show, you'll love Fascinating Nouns, my latest podcast on all things in the world, basically. Uh, I find an expert uh, about an interesting topic. We talk for an hour. It's a great show, fascinatingnouns.com. And if you like these two shows, you're going to love everything that I do. Go to danieljglenn.com to find out more. Thank you for listening.